back for another episode of Hard Not Life, dedicated to the new core of hip-hop today, the business, the brand, and the balance between authenticity and entertainment. And we're recording one of the most authentic spots in New York City. Shout out to Freshthetic on Grand Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, home of the world-famous Class of Material clothing line. Do you have some punchline for them this week? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Chilling. Well, you've seen them on your favorite rapper's favorite rapper because it's a classic brand. Yes, super authentic. There are things here that you can't get anywhere else, not just chlamydia. Let's go. <sighs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we bring up here is for discussion and debate. And if you haven't noticed by now, we haven't actually introduced ourselves. Nope. I am Saul Goodman, Lion of bed your host uh-huh. and moderator uh-huh. for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need a moderator if it's just the two of us? No. Well, all right. If there's more okay. people, you know, it's uh, great to, you know, keep things uh, tight and along the lines keep it of the tight. conversation. And uh, now, okay, call us, please. Uh, what's up? I'm DK Marco, New Jersey's juggernaut. You might find me stumbling outside of a comic book store after being suspiciously looked at because they think I might steal something. But I never do, ever. That's that's pretty traumatic. <laughs> Word. It's that. it's so like if you if you're ever in New York and you go to the you go to St. Mark's Comics, it's a small spot. They have cool stuff there. But the manager there just staring at everybody like they just want to really take does. everything. I hate him. Right. Right. I do hate him. The other thing that lets me know that like working there is not the most fun is that the people working at the register always change. They're always it's always like a twenty ish something woman and it changes a lot, which makes me feel a certain type of way about his hiring practices and business practices. This is fair. I can't stand him and the manager of Continental. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Some of these straight shots. No, I can't. What did Continental do to you besides give you delicious fried chicken? Continental. Oh, oh, oh. Fuck Continental. Yo, that's the realest shit ever. It's the realest shit you ever wrote, yo. Fuck Continental. Like, yo, you, yo, you're not a dress code. Like, nigga, yo, what dress code? Can All I right, just I know. Wait. I just triggered something. Can I just say something? I told that story. Sorry, Kyle. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying how I've gone into Continental with dudes wearing hoodies and sneakers and everything and had no issues. But that one time we went yeah. and they said no. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like you are the only person in the world that gets denied, which is the weirdest, weirdest thing ever. Yeah. It's so was, weird. It's yeah, it was so annoying. <laughs> well, you won't have that problem here at First Aesthetic. Nah. And it's really just fun to hang out here and, and check out all the designs and yo, diversify your wardrobe. Diversify your uh, well, we are here. We have, well, you already heard her. Our trusty executive producer, Mika, is around. Yep. We have the OG Carlos here with the next step in human evolution. Next step in human evolution! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Friends of mine have visited uh, Freshthetic. Project Pratt is here, as well as Pablo. I'm not going to say where he works, but he is... Church. Pre- oh, yes. Darwin's toy. Darwin's yes. toy. Yeah, it's his Instagram. Don't don't oh. don't don't get indignant. <laughs> that that's that's layers right there. We were just thinking about different, let's say, pro- responsibilities or positions in hip hop. Yes. What 
who is involved in bringing a, a record to life and wondering especially in the age that we're in where mixing is so important and that's the engineer's role who could have the most important responsibilities in creating a record whose stamp on it uh lends it to being a hit or who helps it like to go to that next level and there are a bunch of different people that go into making a record besides just the person that made the beat and the person that's on on top of the beat absolutely um and a lot of people don't realize that and in general people don't realize how many different music jobs there are they just see the people that are in the front and then they kind of notice the people that produced it but beyond that there are so many other people uh that that go into making a hit a hit or making a song a song um you know so we do have two two disclaimers for this particular episode we're not belittling any profession or responsibility every position is essential to the creation and success of a record yeah and even though the music industry is very large we're not actually talking about any business specific roles like the ceo and uh but there is an honorable mention for a and r's and music publishers those are technically business related positions but the way that they connect people is an art in itself but we're talking specifically for the direct creation of the record and Wait, just for the and creation pro- of the record? And proliferation. I got some things. And proliferation. All, right, all right, there we go. Artistic proliferation, because I know that there's yeah, a cause I got specific some, one for that. So can I can I bring up the people that come to mind? Or yes. the people that I think are in this category? Yes. Please. One of which we will choose at the end of this. <laughs> I, I, I'll I choose one, you'll choose one. No, I'm going to rank them. We're going to Don't. rank them. All right. If anybody's listening to this and they want to leave a comment, you want to have, someone says we're going to choose one, as opposed to ranking them. Now, I'm not going to say it's a ranking because I'm not going one through six and saying which one's better than the other person. I'm just choosing <laughs> one that I think has the most influence. But I digress. Yes, so, you have. So Are you done protecting so, yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> In the words of 50, get the strap. Um, ugh. All right. So there are the artists, those rappers, singers, the people whose name go on the song, uh, the people who are performing the song and the record. You have the producers, the people that... In this in this uh, case, we're gonna use it to the people that make the tracks, the people that make the beats that uh, the people rap and sing on top of. You have songwriters, people that might actually write the song uh, that the artist will then perform in their own way. You have DJs, DJs who play the song, help break the record, um, and can have influence on the creative process depending on what type of project they're putting out. You have engineers, the people that actually record the song. Shout to the engineers. Uh, forgotten heroes and all this and make it sound crispy and make it sound crappy um you have the dancers and people that come up with dances now this is super relevant right now considering look at drake and how he was forced to put out a single and lastly but certainly not least you have executive producers people who help make sure that the artists and engineers and all these other people get together in the same place or on the same page and execute a single vision so yeah, um, there's a case for all these different people, and it just depends on what tact you want to go. Now, are there any? Is there any position in particular you want to argue for? I did a little bit of, I don't know. I did a little bit of looking up, a little bit of listening to stuff, and so like I ha- kind of have, I can make an a argument rank. for everybody on here. Not a rank. I can make right. an argument for everybody that I just listed. So I would say. I want to start with the most important 
um, in regards to the success of Astro World that the engineer could have the most important position as far as creating a record. So the engineer um, does a lot, right? Uh, especially when you consider people like Keisha Lee, who is a rising up and coming star in the in the Atlanta scene. You have Jimmy Douglas, who's worked with like Jay Z, Sean Paul, um, Aretha Franklin, Holland Oates, and these are people that help. Uh, these are people that help make a sound. So like Jimmy Douglas in particular is known for working with Timbaland. Half of Timbaland's production. Or half of what you realize or don't realize is that it's so clean and it's so prim and so proper. Um, and a lot of that has to do with him working with the engineer, Jimmy Douglas, to make sure that they get that very clean, like almost antiseptic like sound when they're when they're making stuff like that. When you think back to like shock value one and two um, and different engineers and different engineers, you know, they work differently and they work hand in hand with uh, the producers and the executive producers um, when they're making a record now. What I'm going to say is, I, while the engineer helps make the sound clean and clear and the way that the engineer works can go hand in hand with a producer or artist. So like there, <laughs> there'll be artists that will like, like working with an engineer because they work a certain way. They work, uh, they work fast. The processes just mesh well. Think about the episode in Atlanta when um, Poster Boy is in the studio with uh, Yoohoo. And he's just like, yo, if this keeps crashing, I'm gonna like have to whoop your ass. Paper like boy. engineers have paper boy. I said poster boy. Yeah. Man, I was thinking of um, a 106 in Park Freestyle Fridays. Remember poster boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the engineer has to work with the artist to make sure that it gets recorded, and hopefully that it's recorded in a way that like it doesn't interrupt their workflow, so they can keep keep the work going and keep producing the music. However, the engineer themselves doesn't usually shape the sound. I think what you're trying to say is like right now, the sound is more important than the actual lyrics of a record. And you're associating a lot of that with the engineer. I would associate that more with a producer. Um, especially when you look at like Cats or a lot, of, a lot of the mumble rappers out right now. But even if you go beyond them and go to the best of their ilk, like with a little Uzi Vert, that whole vibe has to do more with the producer than it does. I would say that not just the beat, but the ad-libs, there are some modifications to the to the track itself that can go on. All of that is happening in post after the song has been produced and recorded. And that's what makes especially the mumble rappers uh, relevant, really, and, and, and popular. But, like... It's not like the engineer is going into like a stash and then adding ad libs. Like the artist is going back in and laying another vocal track on it. Like they can go hand in hand, or engineer can be like it might sound better if we like stacked vocals on top of it. But one, a lot of that is is the producer. Um, and that direction you could say could either come from executive producer or an engineer. Now I don't want to take anything away from engineers because they're the people that do like all the backbreaking work. They're the people that are in the studios from like sun up to sundown and like actually create helping the idea like go from an idea to an actual thing and making it sound full but the art they're more like they're more like the the you know hey, how you have an architect and then you have an engineer mm -hmm. also the same word the architect's like yo i want this to look like a swan flying through the air the engineer's like well this is the material you need to do this like so it's that a tough it doesn't job. fall down yeah exactly like it's a tough job but i think the 
when we're talking about art and we're talking about the, the crafting of music, like the artistry is at the forefront, which is why after naming all of these people, I still think the artist is the most important thing because the artist is the person whose name is on the song. That's what's going to get you invested in the song Jump Street before you even hear it. Lee Scratch Perry engineered a song and I'd be like, that's cool. But who the hell is actually going to be on it? He produces an Iggy Azalea song. I'm like, that's cool for him. I'm happy he got that check. I'm not listening to it. That's why I think the artist is still paramount, even though we're in an age where people are judging artists differently for different things. I still think the artist is paramount. Now, you can make an argument for all these people, though. All these people do so many different things that have a record pop. But let's yeah. let's rank them according to what you list are their responsibilities. So the most important would probably be the artist. What are some other definitions that you have? <laughs> this is I deserve this though. <laughs> I deserve it. Um, you're making me rank them, which I said I didn't want to do. Okay, whatever. Artist, then producer, then songwriter, then executive producers, then engineers, then DJs, then dancers. And that's the order that I have it in. I think it's really telling that you would have the dancer before the DJ now in 2018. No, it's DJs, then dancers. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, because... Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how well, I feel. But what? then, in some cases, you have... All right, so when we're talking about DJs, there's two types. There's the radio DJ, and then there's the there's not party two, DJ. Oh, no. There's not two types of DJs. There are, there are an infinite amount of DJs that do different things. Maybe not infinite, but Primarily, like... Have the ones that are in parties and ones that's on the radio but you're still so you got to remember that uh like djs that like host mixtapes are important um they used to when's be the last time you heard a dj i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry when's the last time that you heard a mixtape hosted by a dj i uh, haven't silver mccute silver mccute's florida man is hosted by two DJ, two women djs out of florida and silver mccute just dropped a, a kind of buzzing tape called florida man when I bring up yeah. DJs, I'm thinking of like more so traditional DJs like a DJ Envy, Clue, yeah. or even Smalls, um, where they're no longer breaking records. This was the point I was making. Well, they're, is that well? I might disagree with you on that. Um, so like the the breaking of a record is different, right? So there are different ways to break records. You could be viral, and dancers kind of have more of an in on that, right? Um, whether they be like an exotic dancer, whether they just be a dancer that comes up with a cool dance and that turns into a challenge and then it becomes viral off of that, whether the rapper has a, sing a signature dance that just that has nothing to do with the song but just does it and then that blows the song up. Um, so there's different ways for it to go viral. I still think DJs are important because one DJs have to DJs are still being used to one curate music, whether they're curating music via streaming platform whether they're curating music via mixes they put out online or whether they're curating music so that you can actually hear like when you're out of the party um and people have to enjoy the song they don't have to enjoy the song but like that's to be something that they they feel like there's some value in it so they can go out and play it you know you gotta put in today's i think you have to put executives at the bottom because not one executive heard in my feelings and said that's your dance challenge record well when I say the executive producer, right, I'm talking about somebody that's... And by the way, they're looking uh -huh. for somebody to create a dance before they're looking for, like, a legitimate marketing plan. So the executive's job is really, like, 
I don't so, know. Let's put these songs out, and so then here, we'll figure out what's dancing. Now, remember, now at the top of this podcast, we said that we weren't going to talk about um, the business side. We were going to talk about the creative side, right? So, like, marketing executives, yes, I believe what you're saying are... Executive do creatively. No, the, so the executive producer is the person that books the studio time. They're the person that. Oh, okay. The person, so still at the bottom. No, no, but saying they're the person that books the studio time. They're the person that introduces the artist with the producer. They're the person that makes sure that the artist goes in there and actually makes the record. They're also the person that gives art direction. I would have to. I would have to remove them from from the listing because that's in the same vein of as A and R and music yeah, publisher. No, but it's no, but the exact like they're the person. That's like, yo, we're gonna make sure you, we're gonna get you in this frame of mind. We're gonna be the, we're gonna like, hook you up with this person, and you were gonna sit here. We're gonna make sure I get the best. The classic example of an executive producer, or the classic definition of executive producer, is someone that puts the artist in the best position to perform at their best, right? So, Quincy Jones, Top Dog, Quincy. What? How? I was also producer. No, but like, he, while he was also well. He was the person that was like getting together the songwriters. He was the person that was getting the, yeah, like he wrote all the songs, but he's also a songwriter. But I'm saying an executive producer, classically, like when you look at when you look at different genres, which is why a producer and executive producer are kind of different in hip hop. So like in other genres, like a producer, that'd be the dude that would be like, all right, Metallica, we're gonna fly you out to Cali. We're all gonna sit down here, and you're gonna work with this engineer to make sure you sound like this. If he, if you're an MC and he's the quote unquote executive producer, you giving him creative credit, or you just say, nah, he just kind of like, you know, was there. No, he gets creative credit. He's the person that turned Yeezus from a bunch of mismatch and turned it into a critically acclaimed album. Because from what everybody says is that Kanye just had these tracks and he was like, I don't know what to do with it. Took it to Rick Rubin and he was like. They tore it apart, put it back together. Or think about Puffy, right? Puffy's the one that's like, big, you should rap over Entombment, you know? Like, he he wasn't the one that actually made the beat, but he's like, yo, you need, we need to put you in this position. To, to, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they're also, like, kind of low on the list at this point because not everybody has an executive producer that does all that. But that's the difference between, like, certain albums. Like, certain albums, they need that little art direction. Like, think about Common when he put out uh, Finding Forever and B. Like, that was a departure from what he put out before. That was executive produced by Kanye. Now, he also did beats on it, but those albums had, like, vibes and specific, like, waves that went with it, and it felt a certain way, and a lot of that was Kanye's influence on our project. Let's talk about a difference in mixing, though. We're talking about the engineer. Because yeah. I happen to think the engineer comes, like, third or fourth to, like, artist, producer, engineer, because of how it sounds. That Travis Scott album doesn't hit me the way that it does unless it's engineered exactly the way it's, that it's been engineered. That Tiana Taylor album doesn't hit me the way that it does unless they've gone out of their way to mix it with like lo-fi and like yeah you know make it really kind of like old school sound and shit but if they had made it sound any more perfect maybe i don't like it or if they'd flush any of those songs out like the producer had gone in and like not cut up all the songs you yeah. know then maybe it's doesn't come across well. so it's all in the presentation creatively that between well, the producer the artist and the uh, engineer i feel like when i gave my rankings what i put the engine so what you were just talking about, right? That's like the sound and the vibe and the texture of like what they were going for. Now, in my head, that's what an executive producer also contributes to. But once again, what you helped me point out is that there aren't that many people really executive producing now. Um, and then 
I had songwriters above engineers too, but that's just because like the songwriter is integral to making a song because there's no song without somebody writing a goddamn song. So if you look at it, it's kind of like two optional motherfuckers who, if they're there, I think are a little bit more important than the engineer, but most of the time in today's climate, they are not. Oh, well, actually, no. Motherfuckers be writing songs for other people. But like, you'll hear, you'll hear a rapper call out their engineer going as far back as the relationship between Hove and Young Guru yeah. before you hear a rapper calling out the other people that helped them with the song. Well, if a, I, if but, a rapper shouts out their songwriter, they're no longer a rapper. So <laughs> that's they're not going to drink it well, like, yo, Quentin, shout out. <laughs> but the point with songwriting, especially in this climate, you're not too worried about bars from a, a lot of different artists if it sounds good yeah like in astral world where this is probably the first time people have mentioned the actual lyrical content of a travis scott song sahai the prince for example is one of the better songwriter artists but his well, a lot of people will say that his music doesn't move them Maybe we're maybe the engineer is the one that's really responsible for the emotion of a track. Well, I mean, songwriting, you might think songwriting isn't important, um, as important today, but there's still somebody to like, if we're not going to talk about the lyrical content of like a certain specific section of hip hop, because there's still a lot of people out there who lyrical content is super important, right? So like, I'm just just say part of it but the other part of it is also like you need to make something that's catching that's still part of songwriting i don't think anybody out here is thinking that sway lee is a lyrical genius but he knows how to write a hook max b same thing he knew how to write a hook he knew how to make the song catchy that's still an important part of songwriting that's what i think and that like if you got a hook and it gets stuck in somebody's head like bitch i'm a cow which we were all listening to earlier today god damn it um i'm sorry Doja Cat, I I respect your hustle. I'm gonna just let you know that I really thought you were dope when you were making songs like "Hi." All right, but anyway, yeah, the songwriting is important, you know. Like it, it still it still matters, and even if it's like, yo, I can't put a 16 down, cool. But are you saying something that's at least getting stuck in the head, like, and it's sticky, you know? Like that's that's what I that's what I'll say about that. But when cats say that, they're like, oh, all these mumble rappers, they don't rap. And he's like, y'all act like mumble rap is the only rap that's being made right now, fam. Did we not just see J. Cole and and Kendrick have, like, number one albums? And for everybody that you call a mumble rapper, like, Cardi B has verses with good lines in them and memorable hooks. 2 Chains is a viable artist who does not mumble when he raps. He has clever punchlines. So... Everybody's blowing this mumble rap shit like way out of proportion. Like if y'all really care about Trippy Red that much and Ski uh Slump God that much or Smoke Perp that much, then alright, I guess. But you you know y'all don't. You know y'all don't. And you know like a lot of these cats not gonna be here in like five years. So chill. Chill with this shit. Like there was plenty of whack shit in the nineties that we don't talk about. So it's interesting that you place the artist at the center of all this as the most important when they seem to be the most expendable where we doubt their longevity where we doubt their sound ultimately all these other around them is what makes that 
person important? The songwriter, the producer, the engineer. And how are we gonna place an artist on top of all those when they're the ones that are making and breaking legacies? Well, if you made Jay, then go make another Jay. If that was the case. Like, on a certain level, there are people just, they're just spitting out artists that are disposable. Um, you can for, look at like- For every, like, for every Jay, there's a hundred loons. Fam. A hundred thousand loons. Only, yo, one out of every, yo, I'm just saying like, one out of every hundred makes it. Like, cats out here really acting like Tribe Called Quest was all that was getting played back in the day. This is what the music industry has always been. Putting out a bunch of motherfuckers and whoever sticks, sticks. Having a long career is the anomaly, not the motherfucking me. Writer with this producer, with this engineer to create a sound that's vibing with the vast majority. If you're throwing out all these different pieces, all these different personalities, just to see what sticks, and those three pieces are consistent no matter who's the artist, who's the face, who's the who's the voice, making the line of trying to make another Hove, but I guarantee you Hove can't make another young girl. Alright. So if we play the game of we swap this person with this person, we're gonna like, it, it gets murky. When you really gotta think about this, right? The reason why these relationships work so well is because the artist is like, I like working with this person because at this point they get me, they know my workflow. But I, you, so who do you credit for the sound uh, of 444? It was all no ID production. Yeah. Hove's credited as a co-producer because he provided some of the samples yeah. and the overall like idea behind the record. So, as far as the sound goes, it's Jay-Z's name. That thing's going to move anyway. Yeah. It's one producer. All the shine around it. It's, it's, you know, Jay's response record, right? So, we've got a whole narrative now in place. Yeah, exactly. That helps sell it. Guru doesn't, Guru doesn't make it because, it obviously, Jay-Z is the thing that moves it. Because what you just say, the narrative is what moved that album. Sure. Nobody was just, that narrative's gonna move his next five years of his career, by the way. Exactly. But anyway, oh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just got another five years off of that he one just, little he just, night he just in Paris. Yeah, he's just out here just hip hop. Um which is fine because hip hop is getting older. Uh but no, like the artist yeah. No, no, that's fine. But the artist the artist moves the needle. Like the artist is whose name is on it first. Now it a lot goes into making a piece of art. It really does, and especially with music. A lot goes into making music. Like all these things are needed to make to craft this. You know. So we said that Jay obviously helped sell his own record at yeah. this point, especially if there's a narrative in place of you know some deep. We get some tea on the album. So Kanye is going to be the producer of five good music releases, including his own. Yeah. And his method of selling these five releases is I'm going to come out and I'm going to piss everybody off. So but, Tiana's but also, record is sullied by, yeah, I'll listen to it, but if it's whack, since Kanye's being an asshole, I'll hate it. Or Pusha, well, he better come with it or else I'm well, going to have to just hate it because Kanye's being a dickhead. I kind of, well, so so are you saying that, so what are you, well, what are you saying? I'm saying so like, that as much as much as the the artist or the name on the record can help sell it, yes. right? If we're talking about levels of importance, if you've got Jay Z on your album, the only reason you're going to have a Jay Z feature on your album if you're a lower tier artist, yeah, is to help sell the record. Yeah. Or if you're Meek Mill and you're putting Drake on your album, that's to sell the record, right? So if you've got Kanye producing your album, it's a dream scenario for you as an artist. But he's going to come out this time and piss off 
half of his fan base or whatever well, and really stir shit up in a whole different type of way. Okay. Well, there's so who, two, who gets credit for the album so, being good? So there's two things, right? Number one, if that were to happen, name me someone other than name me like one of these other professions that if they put that on a record to be like yeah kanye produced it and is it ep but guru engineered it so i'm still gonna listen well what but, i'm saying is like, that if it's mike dean and kanye west doing the tiana album yeah who but gets, who not, gets credit for that album being great who gets credit for the album uh tiana right because she made the art but it's a collaborative effort. So Kanye didn't make all those songs. He made all those songs. He made all those songs, and I would say that he uh, provided direction for it. But she still had to produce that, right? And even when you were talking about that Kanye scenario, more than went into it than him doing his, his whole promotional run when he was like supporting Trump. The before that happened, he was just saying, "Good music is gonna drop five albums. I have produced everything on here, which I haven't done in a while. Like I'm chopping the samples." And so he put everything on hold, gathered the music up, and then re-released it on his own beats, right? So he's acting as an executive producer, a producer, and... A reproducer. Yeah, a producer and partly as an artist on those, right? Right. So all of that recognition is just... So like, who, this is now an event. So Kanye kind of gets... So Kanye, like, the artist... So who takes the, the, who takes the, who takes the fall for Nas's album not being great? Or not being well-received? Nas' album was great. For not being well-received? Okay, thank you. I mean, the fact that he allegedly beat Khalees. That that keeps the music from sounding decent? That keeps him from getting recognition for the album. I, I would that disagree. Was, I think that was more... I think that was... So, if we're saying that, I think Nas's album wasn't as well received because of Nas. Nas is the artist. So, hence, the artist on both ends, right? Now... What about the people who felt like it was too much Kanye? The people who want That's Nas to re-release, but it's like, it's the people who the people who have an issue with Kanye. I'm just like, cool. I mean, I don't know why you expect an artist to really give you an excellent political analysis about mm -hmm. life and why you give a fuck about what he thinks. But cool. But there was controversy surrounding that album beyond Kanye, because there's still the story about Khalees that came out kind of around it. So there was a lot of people saying. Oh, if you fuck with Nas, you support a woman beater. That's how you feel? Right. And the album better be out of the year. And the album else. wasn't the album wasn't like second coming of Jesus, so it's just like, yeah, I'ma miss it. Mm. Um I mean that's how that's that's how I feel. That's the reaction I only saw personally on my timelines and everything. Which yeah. is like Well, it's just an interesting conversation once you get to that level of it, like yeah. that level of mainstream, because now when we're talking about who's getting credit, it's like it, it, it really could be a name, right? We're gonna have we're gonna at least go and listen to album before we decide it's trash or not but you know what, whereas before yeah. if it's somebody who hasn't earned that level of like well i at least gotta he's earned he's earned my listen then yeah. you know then, then we we don't give it as much uh, as much credit so that's just what i was asking was like okay so who do we start crediting once we get up into the the higher ups like where it's kanye where it's like there's 30 people you could credit on one record so you know who made it the best if pharrell's on 30 hours does pharrell get any credit for that because nobody even knew that shit but anyway, Kanye's name is on it. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's Kanye West album. I'm glad we could bring up very a very popular and very relevant um, example to describe these different positions. Uh, we want to hear what your opinions are, and we also want to say again that we salute 
each and every one of these roles, these responsibilities, and these professions. If it wasn't for each and every one of you, we wouldn't have the records that we have that define this this music and this culture for us. Shout out to Gloria Cabal, who's worked with Beyonce and all these other amazing people. She's an awesome engineer. Shout out to you. Uh, and for our audience, definitely check us out at HKL Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Or check us out here at Freshetic, home of Classic Material in New York, on Grand Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And to send us off, we all know it's a hard night life for us, but we make it look easy. Until next time. Peace.